Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Hello, hello, and we are live and going. Here we go. Hi, everybody. It's good to see you, or I guess talk to you again. Um, yeah. <laughs> hi, Zach. How you doing? Hi. Do we need to like pre-record that part too? The intro? I don't know. That's terrible, isn't it? Some days, some, some weeks it's better than others. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Most weeks it's pretty good. I'm just, I don't know, in what's, a zone. What's up today? Well, you had a topic that you had brought up, and I think it's a great one. Let's run with it. Uh, we're going to talk about time management and prioritizing um, yeah. our lives. And it's on your mind. I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe you want to go there and tell us a bit of what you're thinking and why... Uh, why do you think this is a really important topic? Um, well, I guess <clears throat> I think that, where do I, how do I start this? We'll start this. Is it an important topic? It's obviously important, but. Is it something we're talking about? When I was a young boy, that's a song. Oh, a noise. <laughs> should play that song. Anyway, when I was younger. <laughs> I definitely struggled with... Did your dad take you somewhere? No. Time management and priorities. This is... That's a quote from a song, by the way. That's why Terry said that weird line. Um, I used to struggle with time management and priorities. I probably still do. Like, I overcommit. And I find that, especially young guys in the church I see now, doing a lot of the same things. Overcommitting, unable to manage their priorities and their time. And so... Yeah, I don't know if this is more of a, a priority management or time management. I think it's both. But um, I guess I, I've just noticed it recently, and I've seen that in myself, and I probably still do a bit. So I thought it might be worth a, mm. worth a chat. Um, yeah, I think it's really easy, um, especially for people involved in the church or in things that are just like good in general, um, whether you're running Baba studies or helping with youth groups or I I coach hockey or you do things that are generally viewed as, um, good things to do. They're like commendable things. Um, it's really easy to overcommit in those things or overcommit in those plus other things in your life, especially when you have, let's say you're in university or working and then you have a significant other and then you have one or two of these commitments, and then you have family. Suddenly, your hours in a week fill up real quick, and you haven't spent any time for yourself among that, um, which was something I always liked because I didn't like spending alone time, but <clears throat> that's a whole other topic. So, yeah, I guess I want to talk about what maybe the dangers of that are, how to better manage that priority in time, um, and why it's so important to do so. Because I think it can very easily slip into like a super dangerous and unhealthy zone um, and a really frustrating zone for everybody around you. And that might make you, that might be something you might be unaware of too. Make sense? Yeah, it does. I just wonder, like, is it an easy answer? Just say stop, stop doing good stuff. No, it's not doing Bible studies. Right, and that's the part. <laughs> as that's what the hard part. That's is. what people it's start like, doing. Then they drop their Bible studies, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I haven't been to a 
they drop everything right just because they want to pursue themselves their own pleasure right so then it becomes this pursuit of pleasure versus doing all the good things right and so like it's easier like it swings from one side to it's the other. hard when it's good things and that's where it's usually this discussion comes from because if someone just is spending 40 hours a week playing video games and they don't have time for xyz it's pretty easy to be like hey you could probably spend some less time playing video games or whatever that unless they're making money off of it well yeah that's only a discussion but but just something that's like not super beneficial and it's just like a hobby or whatever you could it's easy to be like just do less of that right but when it's things that are good and other people are counting on you for um it's hard to just say do less of that but then at the same time when you overcommit and do too many of those things, you end up letting other people down. And so then those people can't count on you. And then this is just like weird cycle of, yeah, not good. So, so there seems to be two sides to this. One is that, that overcommitted kind of like pursuing all the different, like man, I don't even think it's managing. You just have filled your life with stuff. Yeah. So you're going, 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 going all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's the one problem you see. People just like everything has to happen. Yeah, that was me. Can't say no to anything. Correct. The other side of it is um, this pursuit of personal pleasure. Mm. So I'm just listening to what you're saying. Mm. And, and what you're doing then is you're like, I'm just going to have fun. Mm. This is my chance to have fun. And so somebody says, can you do this? And you're like, yeah, maybe that sounds good. I'll, I'll let you know. Right. But then you've said, you've said yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll confirm. Right? right. But to me, I've heard yes. And then your pursuit of pleasure means that you have no problem canceling that as long as you're constantly pursuing pleasure for yourself. Um, I think I know what you're saying. Is that like, it's like part of it, but like, <clears throat> Yeah, I think like the big part of it is like overcommitting and doing too many things. And then on top of that, there can be an element of, um, well, when the things are conflicting, I'm ultimately going to pick the one that I like the most. And that is also an issue because then um, it feels like to others who are getting put on the back burner. Like you're just waiting for something better to come along and you'll do their thing that you agreed to do as long as nothing better happens. Okay. So you're talking about prioritizing the commitments you already have, Mm -hmm. which is part A. Mm -hmm. So you multiply, you have multiple commitments and then suddenly there's a conflict. And so you just pick the one that's like the most that you like the most. Yeah. But I think there's also still this other problem over here, which is, that pursuit of like, I'm going to drop most of my commitments just so that I have more fun. Oh yeah. There's like the whole issue of, um, Oh yeah. Like I run this Bible study, but like I need to breathe coming to town on the Bible study night. So like we're canceling Bible study that night so I can go to that concert. Yeah. Or, or there's probably worse examples. Like sure, <laughs> or I'm just not. I'm gonna drop Bible study altogether, right? Because I just need another night for myself. Yeah, but I mean, then there's a whole, like, well, anyway, not that that's necessarily wrong. It's okay, like... so let's go back to this thing. How do we how do we manage our commitments better? Is that time management or is that commitment management? 
Well, I'd like to go back even further here. Okay. So I think that before we just like lunge into like how to do things. Lunge. <laughs> um, part of the issue is that with technology being greater and with millennials becoming older and Gen Z becoming the new generation. Gen um, Alpha is the next one, right? Jeez, oh, I don't want to talk about that yet. Okay. Um, I think it like has changed has I think things have gotten like slightly worse in a sense. So like um it's easier than ever to drop something or to like change plans, right? Um when you were my when you were a teenager, it was not so easy to uncommit from something and change your plans the day of. Right? If you had plans to meet with somebody for breakfast, and you wanted to not meet with them for breakfast, you yeah. would have had to call them, email them, no go email. to their house and talk to them. No, no email. email. So call them. You had to call them or write them a letter. Right. So you probably were just going to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Whereas you now... Didn't, you did not show up. You can wake up and feel a little bit meh and just send a quick text and fall back asleep. It's so impersonal. Like while you're like barely awake, this text, like I've done this before. I just like send text while I'm barely awake and I just hope that that works out. Right. And that's like, so I just said it's easier than ever to, to alter your plans. It's easier than ever to like communicate with people, which can be good, but it also can be bad because it's easier to like bail. It's easier to change what you're doing on a whim. Um, it's so yeah. selfish. So it's harder. It's so it's like, yeah, it's easier to like uncommit to not be committed. Right. Okay. Um, does that make sense? Sure. Well, I, I've, I've experienced it. Yes, I know you have. So <clears throat> I think that's like a big root or a part of this problem. And why I'm like talking about this is not just like, oh, the age old manage your, your time and your commitments. Right. It's like, no, it's actually gotten harder to do so, and it's gotten easier to be flaky. It's gotten easier to be non-committal because you can just be like, ah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Uh, maybe, right? When someone's texting you about something and you just wait until, oh, yeah, well, nothing better came up. So I'll, I'll let them know I can come today. I'll let them know I can do this, right? Instead of like, because it's just so easy to do. Yeah, I absolutely hate it. <laughs> I'm triggering like, you just talking so about it. It's I'm really sitting funny. here fuming <laughs> because so it's just in the face so bad. Right it's such an awful <laughs> thing that, and I see it over and over and over yeah. and over again. And it so goes against my understanding of of compassion, of committing to other people, of Jesus saying, "Let your yes be yes and your no be no." Like, right. like say yes or no, and and oh man, like. I don't know if it's this generation or if it's this culture. Uh, That's what I can't figure out because I never experienced it in the city and I never experienced it in my workplaces. Yeah. I think it's both the generation so and the new I culture. I don't know if it's the they're, generation they're, they're coming hand up hand. or if it's this, this, <sighs> well, the generation coming up sets the culture, right. right? So that's, yeah, but even worse, like this Elmira rural, not, no one wants to offend kind of culture is well, like, well, you know, yeah, no, that's, that's give me a straight answer already. Yeah. Get to the point that maybe, maybe has a little bit to do with it and it doesn't help. That's for sure. Just say no. Our unwillingness with men and I background to, um, be direct. <laughs> well, yeah. And this absolute fear of saying no. 
What if I miss yeah. out on, on this opportunity that could have changed my whole freaking life? Mm-hmm. Or I say no because I've already committed to something else. And I go and I do my commitment. I serve at the food bank yeah. because I said I would serve at the food bank. And then all my friends end up, you know, just on a whim going to Toronto and bowling all night. And they have this amazing yes. night of party in Toronto yes. bowling. And then you're like, oh, I missed out of it because I already committed to go and work at the food bank. Yeah. And that leads me to my next issue or like root problem with this whole thing is that FOMO is greater than it ever has been before. Yeah. Because, and again, uh, we talked about this a bit, I think a few weeks back or maybe even before Christmas, but um, we had some stats to back it up from another woman in another podcast. But um, it's talking about how like with especially with social media and technology and all that, it's so much easier to have FOMO. It's so much more likely that you're going to miss out or know that you missed out on something. And so the desire not to miss out has gotten bigger. And I I thought FOMO was big when I was in high school. Like it must be insane now with how much stuff gets posted online. We only post the best parts of our lives. Right. And like, and then I, so furthermore, it's fully curated unless it's the very absolute worst thing that could ever have possibly happened. Yeah. And then you're posting the worst thing that ever could possibly have happened so that you're still getting the best well, of the worst. And then what was I going to say? I don't know. Furthermore, the, just FOMO. You were talking about FOMO. Yeah. So then they have like the, um, I've seen this issue where now because everything that we post is like the best of our lives, the decisions we make and the things we do in our life has to constantly be postable moments. So we live for postable moments, whether we post them or not is like another, another thing. And that like kind of changes from friend group to friend group and age group to age group and like between cultures and whatever. Um, But it's this, like, I see like a huge desire from like right from the start of Gen Z down where it's like everything we do has to be living for postable moments Um, because whether we post them or not, they're the, that's what we live for is memorable moments and, and they, but they have to be like these postable ones. Right. And so like, I guess we did that to some extent, like before social media was so big, like we wanted to live for, um, live for the memories. Right. But I don't know. It was just different. Cause it was, it was like harder to know when you missed it. Whereas it's just easier to know when you missed it now. And so when you're part of it, you want to make sure that it, it's something that everyone remembers because you're now there. But everyone's always trying to make the thing they're part of postable moments and memorable moments because they don't want to not be part of the memorable moments. <laughs> it's yeah. it's weird and I might be rambly, but like no, it's but an I, issue. Like I see I think it it's a it, huge issue. And I think people are missing out on on living in their lives because they're afraid to make a commitment or to turn their life in a certain direction mm-hmm. for fear that they're gonna miss out on something else. Yeah. And so it's not just about, uh, it's not just about a great bowling event with your friends. Right. It's about like, I don't want to take this job opportunity because I'm closing this other door or I'm not going to buy, uh, into this type of education because what if I miss out on that type of education Mm. or I'm, I'm afraid of spending, oh, even just coming to Timothy training. 
do, or going off to Cape and Ray for six weeks. What right. will I miss? What, right. do, what are my friends going to do when I'm gone for six weeks in, in England at a, mm. a school or in Sweden at a school? Like, dude, you're, you're going on a huge adventure to learn about God. Mm-hmm. What they're going to miss out on, like they should be concerned on what they're missing in your life mm-hmm. rather than what you're going to miss with all of their social interactions over the next six weeks. Like, my goodness. If they're true friends, who cares what they've posted on social media in the last six weeks? They're going to be there when you come back. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's a, uh, that is a massive event that you're right is, right. is happening. And so, yeah, that's current. a bit of a tangent, but mm. it is part of the root of this, this issue. Um, that, so the flakiness, the general, okay. like non-committal or, um, quick to bail. Um, quick to change plans. So how do we do a better job of that? Bad what would prioritizing. you, what would you say then is the corrective solution? What, like, is there a biblical solution to this? Is there a social solution to this or is it just a trained response? I don't know. Like, I don't have a perfect answer. My, I wish I had like a number that would work for this, but I think everyone needs to figure out what number of things, they can commit to in their, in their day-to-day life and then stick to that. And like, so let's say you work a nine to five job. Most people don't work nine to five. It's usually more. Um, so for me, I like to coach hockey. Um, and in the past I also was on an executive or I was helped with Bible study or something like that. And like, that's all too much to do within a week. Right. So like, I've learned that, like coaching hockey is such a big commitment that I don't really have time for anything else anywhere near that commitment level. And maybe it comes down to like writing it down how many hours a week it is and actually planning it out that way, or you can like level things. And that's kind of how I do it in my brain. But like if commitment is a, an A level, like top level (laughs) of hockey, coaching hockey is a A level commitment. I can't have anything else in the A level commitment in my life, my job and whatever. Right. So, um, next though, maybe I have room for, maybe when I have one, a level, I have room for only one B and one C, or I have room for two B and no C, or, you know, you have to figure out within your own, what those parameters are. Like, it's going to be different for everybody based on your job and your, you have kids or not, mm-hmm. and how much family time do you allot in your week like that? I can't plan that for everybody. Um, I, I certainly could sit down and go through that with somebody, but it would be different for each person. And so, yeah, like I don't, again, I haven't even done that for myself exactly. It's just like over the years of experience of having done it the wrong way, I've kind of learned what I can handle or can't handle. And I'm constantly still overcommitting. Um, but again, like I think I've realized as I've gotten older that like overcommitting just ends up making people annoyed around me. Usually the person that gets the worst of it is my wife. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, that's who just gets sure. the last of it, right? Yeah. Like you get all my leftover time, which might be very little and that's no good so um yeah we have to like plan your out your commitment levels or plan out your things that are um like non-negotiable right so that's like family and work those are non-negotiable those have to happen how much time do you have after those things and then like what can you fit in there and then i guess figuring out like your priority list too. I think that's like a huge second step that we're not doing. Um, and young people aren't doing. And so 
Like I know as a coach, I often tell my players my expectation roughly of them in there of them is that they um that their priorities are uh family, school, hockey. So, and that's like I, there's room for others, but in general, like <laughs> you're not missing hockey because you have baseball practice. You're not missing hockey because you have high school sports practice. You're not missing hockey because your friends are going to Wonderland. You might miss hockey because you have something for school or because you have a family thing that you need to be at. Right. And like, so those are like the, that's kind of how I like word it to the players. Again, yeah, that's it's not great. like a hard and fast rule, but it's like, this is how you should be like thinking about your life. And like, I don't think we do that enough anymore. Like, I don't think no. enough young people do that. They don't think like, what things can I miss this for? What things are matter more than other things? Right. And like, they're just going <clears> to, <throat> so like they might try to miss hockey for something that's way lower on a priority list because like they have that FOMO. Right. So it's, whereas when I was playing, it was like, no, like that was hard. And, like that was a hard rule. You never skipped hockey for anything below. But more and more I see it year after year, I get asked more and more times from like, oh, can I miss? I have to do, I might miss practice for this, or I'm going to miss for this. And the excuses get worse and worse because it's just bigger and bigger FOMO. And they want to just try and fit it all in without, hopefully they don't make anybody mad. They're just like tiptoeing around, hoping that they can fit it all in without, without really ruining anything, without completely getting, you know, put on the bench or without completely getting cut from the team. Hopefully they can get it all in. Instead of just being like, no, I committed to this and this is what I do first and having that priority list. Um, we try to like shuffle things around a lot more than ever before. Oh, for sure. That happens all the time. And we experience it like in work. We experience it mm-hmm. in our families. We experience it with at church a lot, right? Where right. you're trying to do something. Even even here, I find if we're trying to have a meeting with some people and they're like, well, you know, I... I, I I am open that day, but I was hoping to maybe have this thing maybe possibly happen. So I don't want to meet like this is a priority. Yeah. Like we're planning camp for the summer mm. and everyone's depending on us. This isn't an optional meeting. Like you right. need to be here, not somewhere else that could possibly maybe happen. It's not just a like, well, if I, if I feel good and I, I have the time, I'm going to make it. Mm. This is a priority. That's a great idea, like prioritizing. And, and I think as we're talking about this, that's a real key problem for a lot of people uh-huh. is figuring out what their real priorities are. Yeah. And, and then saying no, that same idea of going back to like your yes is yes and your no is no. Say uh-huh. no. Yeah. And then also making those priorities known. Right. And so <clears throat> if you're if you're not going to miss or like say a buddy asks you to go do x and you say no because i have something for my job on or i have something for this thing um then they know that like whenever you have that thing they can't ask you to do something but if you sometimes say yes and sometimes say no then they're always going to ask and they don't really know what the answers be it's a, it's a weird expectation of like just whenever you want to <clears throat> like make your priority list known to those around you of like this is where you fit in my priority list. This is where priority list. This is like the things that will come before you. This is the things that I will not let come before you or whatever, like, or at least just roughly. So people know where they fit. Right. Um, everything or everyone, but like, especially the ones that are important in your life. And 
um, you don't have to like literally show them the list, but you can make that known with like um, the things that you that you do move that you do move meaning meanings for cancel meetings for, for example, right? Um, is it everything and anything, or are you making sure you tell them? Okay, I have to actually reschedule because this. Uh, sorry, it was only a few. Like you know, making sure you know that they know the reason. Most people understand if it's like a family issue. Those are understandable things, right? <clears throat> it's hard to talk about some of this without getting like into specifics. So I don't know if that's like helpful, but I think most. I think you can like. Oh, that hockey example is a great well, that idea. Helps, yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a great specific. Whereas, like, this is a priority. Like. Right. Uh, you hear so many times, like, you know, growing up, we never miss church on Sunday morning. Right. You can go out, be with your friends, whatever your plan is Saturday night, yeah. but you're not missing church on Sunday morning. Right. And that's just a priority. That's, that is a family standing commitment. Yeah. We're all that's going good. to church. Yeah. Right. Or, um, definitely well, even that just drop. being I've, so, I've seen that drop off lots. People, tons. you know, all of a sudden, depending what happens on a Saturday, they just Sunday morning they make up and they might not go. It's no. not just a given that they go. They go. Yeah. So they haven't made that a priority. Right. And so then we shouldn't be surprised then when it's not a priority for the next generation or the mm-hmm. generation after that, or we're like, well, where are all the young people? Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't a priority to the parents. So yeah. why would it be a priority to the children? Right. Like, why are we surprised? Mm-hmm. Um, Using your skills and abilities at the church. Is church a priority to you? Yes. Well, then if you have a gift, like you have a gift for mixing and sound. Right. Then, of course, like you're (laughs) like, well, if I have this ability and nobody else seems to have it, why am I not using it here? Right. This is where I've been placed. This is a priority to me and I should be doing my best to make Mm -hmm. this a priority. Yeah. I think that's so, so important. But we just, we just blow it off. Mm Yeah, so I don't know how to, like, it's a tough one to learn because a lot of this is just, like, experience and and people being honest and not complacent uh, and not being scared to be, um, what's, the, like, um, people not being passive-aggressive, <laughs> just being well, it's, upfront. It's so as, a, as an organization <laughs> that relied on volunteers for such a long time, yeah, like, here we are, we're at camp, we really, really depend on our volunteers. We have um, a really, really, really hard time when people won't commit. Right. And people aren't willing to say, uh, no, we're here. This is it. This is what we're doing. It's got to be a priority. And so if you're, if you're saying, hey, I'm going to help at the food bank, but you don't show up, mm-hmm. you've left them shorthanded. Right. You, yeah. You've let somebody else down. Right. And, and I think what we've, where that is, is we've become so internal about it. That we stopped, we've stopped seeing that there's a kingdom focus, that there's, there's an other focus in everything we're doing. And there's an, I don't know. It just seems like we've become very much about building my kingdom and not God's kingdom and building my world and not really concerned for those others that are around. And I don't know how we go about fixing that. I don't know. It's just got to be a hard change. Yeah. It's going to be a, a cultural change. So one, we talk about accountability a lot when it comes to areas of sin in our lives, but we don't talk about accountability when it comes to matters of time and priority. What is it that you, um, 
What is it that you're gifted in? What is it that you're called to do? What is it that you're made for? What is it that's really important to you? And then why are you not being accountable to those things? Mm-hmm. If that's family, then it better be family. Right? So when it gets to the end of the day and you're like, I got to go home to my family. Yeah, you should be going home to your family. Right. That's a priority. And, and those around you should hold you accountable. Not like, oh, well, I can't believe you're leaving early. Right. Like, yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's, that's your commitment. That's your priority. Yeah. Right. If it's your job, then you commit to that. If it's, if it's camp or it's, it's hockey or it's, you know, whatever other volunteer things there are out there or other um, engagements that you're involved in, you know, you got to be committed to those things. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a, that's an accountability responsibility. Uh, your yes needs to be yes and your no, no. And then you need to be accountable for the time because you're going to have to give an account at some point. Mm. God says, you're going to give an account for all you've done. Right. Well, I'm too busy or I'm too this or I'm too that. Those are excuses. You have 24 hours in a day. Same 24 hours I get. Same 60 minutes per hour. Same 52 weeks in a year. The same 75 or 80 years of life. Mm-hmm. So... It's not like you're too busy. Somehow you got shortchanged on the amount of time you have. Right. Or I got shortchanged on the amount of time I have. There are seasons where, yeah, life is really busy and you're going to have to manage that time. Right. But then there's other seasons where it's like life isn't busy and you should be spending the time you have on those priorities. And I don't think we, we do a good job of that. We want to have that me time all the time. Mm. And then when life is too busy, I need more me time. Well, yeah, it's not a priority until it is. And then, and then you're sacrificing your other commitments. I think, uh, this topic really goes like hand in hand with, um, oh, what was I thinking? Like with the idea that, um, so I don't think we're prioritizing church or our faith as much um let me back up if we're not <clears throat> giving ourselves an internal priority list or writing it down whatever uh, for our lives as much as we used to or as, as well as we used to then how do we make sure and how do we know that faith and church and god are where they should be in our priorities and where they should be in our life so i think because we're not making our priority list as much, we're not as good at holding to them. I think that we've seen church and faith um, slip from where they should be in pri- people's priorities and slip from where they should be um, people's lives. And like I'm seeing a lot of young people, um, I-, I guess, like slip in their morals, slip in like their, um, yeah. Religious morals, I guess. I don't know how else to word that. Like, um, I think it really comes down to like a big part of that can be it's culture, and another big part of that is um, not making it a priority because we just have no idea what our priorities are. We don't even have a a clue of like what the order is. It's just it's whatever feels right in the moment. It's whatever feels good now. Um, it's whatever I feel like now. It's not something I decided with a clear mind and clear heart it's whatever i decide today and that like just leaves you open for so much trouble right um 
But the moral conversation is really tough. Yeah. Because the culture that we find ourselves in in Canada. So now I'm going back out to a bigger culture, not yeah. just this Elmira no, yeah, the localized bigger, culture bigger of, culture. of, yeah. of passive you know, shame, yeah, yeah. shame culture. Bigger I'm going culture. to our, our bigger culture here that we find ourselves in Ontario or Canada, even that you cannot question somebody else's morality without being canceled. Right. We can't even have a conversation about it. You can't sit down and say, I, I don't really feel comfortable with X, right. Y or Z. Yeah. Because if I, if I have a, an issue with you but it makes you happy. Well, then I have to just accept it. Mm-hmm. But what you're doing is actually killing you. What right. you're doing goes against God's heart for you. What What's happening in the world around us is breaking God's heart. And so it should be breaking mine. But I can't say that because as soon as I say that, I'm now canceled. Right. Or I'm not loving enough. Or I don't, I'm not allowing you your truth. Mm-hmm. You need to do you because that's your truth. Well, stop for a second. Like we can't, then, then we've lost a place to actually engage and say, I'm questioning whether this truth is an absolute truth or a moral truth that maybe I've missed in my life, but I need to have this conversation with someone because I need to process it. Mm. And if I can't safely have that conversation, then am I just accepting it? Right. So we, I mean, we, we need to about, have that conversation with each other and allow that room. Yeah, like we've talked about on <clears throat> podcasts before, maybe a couple of times about like alcohol, for example. And um, we've seen many young people in the church and um, I would say struggling with alcohol and it, like partying and all that being a bigger issue than I remember it being um, when I was their age. And it's no surprise if we have a lack of knowledge of what our priorities are or a lack of like understanding of what prior the priorities in our life are and what order they are. And um, like our moral compass is going to be off if church can so easily be deprioritized, right? If our faith can be so easily pushed down the list of priorities, there's no wonder that our moral compass is going to get confused because suddenly things that are part of the culture, things that are part of our society, things that are part of like fleshly desires are going to come creeping in and up that list and be ahead of our faith. Especially, Um, especially with that FOMO element, right? Yeah. You you add that FOMO element to the fact that I've deprioritized my faith Yeah, and that moral compass Mm -hmm. and I reprioritized FOMO. Yeah. Just finding the next fun moment that I could post a picture of mm-hmm. and suddenly like where is the moral line right it's not about kingdom now it's not about god it's not about my faith or or sharing my faith with anybody else it's about having the next fun moment mm-hmm. well then of course you'll that's compromise what makes me feel good that's what it makes, makes me feel happy good. <laughs> right so it's going to be alcohol it's going to be that's what makes me not feel depressed right. I mean, this like conversation very has quickly and could quickly Man, spiral into many other conversations. Really gone in a different direction um, than I thought it would be. Yeah, I, we didn't again. But this I think isn't that's so a, much time management safe, as it is priorities. But, yeah, but that's a really safe conversation. Like, it's not yeah. a bad conversation to have. That yeah. maybe our priorities have gone in the wrong direction. 
I think we've just forgotten that. to have priorities. I think that's the biggest issue. We just, but instead of priorities being a vertical list, they're just a horizontal list. That makes sense. Like I'm just kind of being weird. There is no level my brain. A. Like it's not like one through ten, and those are like an order. Like, <laughs> it's like they're just like all on the page, and just like whatever one I feel like today, right? Um, I don't know. This is just how that's my, my awesome. brain's working. No, but that's great. Like that's a beautiful I picture. Always, and I maybe it's because of hockey. I always like had this view of priorities, and they were like, boom, 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 one through ten. They have to come in this order. If anything in the one above happens it supersedes anything below it that was just life get over it that's how life is you can't do it all like if that's what a priority is it 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 comes before something else right like and you have to do that like you don't get to do everything in life but that idea we'll say of, that again that idea of you don't get to do everything in life seems to have completely disappeared this idea that I can do everything, I can have everything. It's my right. It's my right to do everything is or like at least try, so right? prevalent. Yeah. It, and I, you, uh, can't, you can't convince me otherwise because it is. I've seen it at least anecdotally in my own life and with who I am, whom I interact. So um, that is clearly an issue. And like we can dive into the scripture too to support that. Um, that's not typically what we do. <laughs> we could. I haven't really come prepared to do that, but it's there. Um, <clears throat> so, well, yeah, Jesus says over <laughs> like, and over, like, if you would like to have life, you need to lay your life down. Right. If you want to gain something, then you need to deny yourself. Yeah. To gain heaven, to gain life, you need to deny yourself and take yeah. up my cross. Take oh. up your cross and follow me, right? Yeah, there's so many like, things we can It's bring all up. about sacrifice. Not being In fact, the definition of love is self-sacrifice. Not being mastered But the last thing anything. we want to do is sacrifice. Oh, the idea of not being mastered, yeah. of, of having a spiritual gift that's self-controlled, suddenly, wow, well, you pushed a button. I know. Um, You're really fired up. <laughs> Turn down the red. Okay, Holy. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Taking a breath here. We don't need to like. I'm just saying. Fire off on like, all of them, but they're all they're all there. A These lot are the of themes, it, right? Yeah. This is our like. So many people are like, I just want to know God's will for my life. I just want to know what He wants me to do. Priority questions. Yeah. I want to know. And well, what does Romans twelve one and two say? Well, present yourself as a living sacrifice. Give up your FOMO. Give mm -hmm. up your need for fun. Your pursuit of pleasure. Your pursuit of of the next thing. Mm -hmm. Make your life. A living sacrifice, and you will know His will, His good, pleasing will for your right. life. Like your life will be a, an act of sacrifice and worship to God, and in doing so, He's going to be able to lead you where, where he, you want to be led. Yeah, this might be a little bit out there, <laughs> but like I, when you said that, it remind it makes me think of like. You know, Jesus asked the disciples to drop their entire lives and follow him. Unbelievable. Which is like a really hard thing for us to like, be like, how do I do that? What's the equivalent of me doing that? Like, what if for at least for young people right now, what if the equivalent of that is just just dropping their FOMO so that there's room for them to follow him so that there's room for God to say, here's where I need you. Right. Like that doesn't seem like that's so hard to give up. We could at least start there, right? Like, just give up your FOMO and all of your, like, desire to do it all and just be open for where God might want you. Yeah, and allow some doors to close, right? Mm -hmm. 
like you'll be amazed. Like I, I have pursued doors and gone to open them and found that they were just painted murals, right? Like he just walk into a wall. Yeah. Like <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, I guess that's not a real door, but God, or, or not like, one you were supposed to walk through. Right. Yeah. And there's, but just stop for a second, then release that mm-hmm. instead of pushing against a brick wall. And just say, okay, where are the other doors? Where are the, is there a window open? Is there a staircase to another floor? Like, who knows what God has <laughs> planned next? Not trying to beat this analogy to dead here, but building off that, like, I feel like sometimes what we're seeing now is that people are walking through a door and finding out they were supposed to go, th- and finding out it was a door, but then turning around and going back to check out all the other doors first yeah. before they continue. And it's like, I would have killed to know that the, the to know that the door I went through was a door, <laughs> right? As early as you know. Oh yeah. Why For are sure. you going back to check them all? Yeah. I run, did. run, go, go forward, go forward. It's a door. Keep going. Go. <laughs> like <laughs> Adam, I, this is a weird analogy. Maybe we're no, getting too great. hard on it. But I like, think so. There's people you know I mean, that we though? know in like in the last two seasons that have just like gone through the door, stopped, and turned around. Like, They're like sitting there thinking. Yeah. Uh, Sure. I hear, you know, we both hear it all the time. Sure. What does God want me to do? And they've literally, there's a door in front of them that they're already through, but they're just so busy looking back at all the other things that they mm-hmm. didn't choose. Yeah. They can't see the one that they did choose that's right in front of them. Yeah. Anyway. We're it's really a sad. little bit in the weeds here, but I do think that that's part of this FOMO. Like, if we can drop the FOMO, if you can drop this, like, desire to do it all, the option might be there right in front of you. Missing it. Well, In our yeah. fear of missing I, out, I we might so. be missing out. You're probably missing out. Right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, and it's sometimes we have to go through a door by ourselves. Mm. And we're going to have to move on from that group or that friend group or those, those people that we thought were going to be there for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And then if you don't go through that door and take that opportunity... Half a year later, your friends have all taken their own doors mm-hmm. and you're the one stuck in the room with nothing open. It's like I said to you the other day about my hockey team. We tried so hard not to mess up that we just messed up the whole time. Yeah. We just couldn't get the wrong own way. thing. Yeah. We're trying so hard not to miss out yeah. because we have such a big fear of missing out that we're actually just missing out. I actually think that's the truth. Like, that's well, what I'm seeing. And who is God? In all this. Oh, you really took that one. That was, what? Well, I'm just thinking like. Oh, I see. You know, <laughs> That's quite the question. I just mean like, <laughs> but it's true. Like if I'm the one making this decision. Yeah. And God's got a door open for me. Yes. And I'm like, God, show me where I should go. And he's like, duh. Yeah. Hello, neon lights over here. Right. Open. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but all these people and all these things and all these events yeah. that I want to do. Then have we not just made ourselves God. Right. Why did you even pray about it then? That's a whole, if you're not going to make a decision. Yeah. That's the whole, if you're not going to see what he's got in front of you, this is just can just spiral into 40 different topics. Eh? Go like, through the freaking door, right? Like stop asking and actually do it. Uh, just man. sit there. And, and so it's, it's really crazy. Like I've talked to so many people in the last few years who are like, I just don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, I'm listening to you and it sounds like, you know what you want to do. Right. Just admit to yourself that you know what you want to do. Do you think people are going to listen to this and be like, he's talking about me, I think. I hope so. <laughs> if you're thinking that, yes. 
If you are thinking that I'm talking about you, if you think that Zach and Terry are talking to you today, we the are. answer is yes. Because so funny. we love you and God is using us to speak to you. Like just make a decision. So many times I think we get caught up in, um, I've seen it in, in teams I've been a part of where we, we get to the decision point and someone's afraid of making a decision. Like we need to just pray about this. Like, right. what have you been doing? Have you not been praying about it? Right. <laughs> like make a decision now. Yeah. The other thing I see so often is people get to a point and they look back. They're always looking at the past or they're always anxious about the future. And we're not living in the like right now today of this week, this moment, this month, this year, be in the, in the moment now. Right. Right. So yeah. What do we make the best decision for today? We, we have a sense of the future. We've learned from the past, but we're not stuck staring back or staring forward so far that we can't actually make a step today. Right. And I think that is another form of FOMO, right? Or like, I don't want to make that mistake again. Uh-huh. Okay, well then learn and try something different. Like that's the idea. Right. But not making a decision or doing the same thing over with the same, like, same result is just insanity. insanity. But that's what people do over and over and over and over again. Yes, they do. This, I love has this. Been, this has been excellent. I love this idea of this A level, B level, C level. Figuring out your priority list. That's amazing. I made that up on the spot. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I think we, this is going to be called priority management, not time management. I know. I don't know. I was or thinking priorities. About, well, I don't know. That's what yeah. I'll call the episode. It's all part of it. It's I just, mean, time management, I think, is just the like more focused um, part of priority management. Like, So priority management is like all the things in your life and then time management is like applies to each priority like when i'm at work how do i manage my time of work well um and then a part of it like i was read this one thing saying like time good time management is sticking to your priority and not getting derailed by unimportant tasks so right so it's like if i'm at work i'm making sure i'm managing my time while at work and doing my priority of work well and not getting distracted by other priorities or other things right and so like time management is just the more like focused or um it's like fun falls under priority management i think priority management is really what we wanted to get at today yeah or i did <laughs> yeah i see that i think um well i i know when we're in your coming through school whether it's high school, university, but that whole journey, right? Of mm-hmm. through school, everyone's telling you what to do, right? You sign up for a course, they give you a timetable. Mm-hmm. You need to be in this room at two o'clock. Uh, you need to be in this room at one o'clock. You need to be in this room at 12 o'clock. Your teacher will be there. They're going to teach you. Right. And I think a massive shift is from high school to university. Where in high school, if you don't show up for school, you know, we're going to call somebody and find out why you're not there. Right. Uh, then you show up at university, they don't, they don't care. Not if you're really. not in this room at 12 and you're not in this room at 11, nobody's taking attendance. You're we don't just like wasting your own money. So yeah, you give yeah. us the money. We'll be there. It's on you to show up. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you have all this quote unquote time to mm-hmm. live your life, right? Yeah. Like suddenly you're a master of your life. 
but you're going through that season. You're like, I don't control any of this. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you think you don't have any control in university when nobody really cares if you're there or not, wait till you sign up for a job and you have to be there. Mm. And somebody's paying you to be there. And then you got kids and then you got like a car (laughs) payment and rent. Uh And suddenly you're like, so am I master of my time or is my time master of me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I can set my, <laughs> yeah, you can start though. I think it comes back. Bear with me. I think it yeah, comes I'm back here. to these priorities. Yeah. What's your priority? Right. If, yeah. if you're in, in university and your priority is, is your friends and those events, you're going to bail on school. You're not going to do well. You're not going to do those things. But then you can use school as an excuse to bail out on those other commitments. Mm-hmm. Right. But once you get into to a job, once you get into a family, once you get into a mortgage or a rental agreement, mm-hmm. and you have to make your payments and you have those things, well, that's because you've prioritized them. Mm-hmm. I want this car. I want to live in this place. Or this is the place I can afford for the time being, but I need to keep that. I need a place to sleep at night. Right. And, and you kind of have to... You manage your life and you set your directions, but you can set those directions more than any other time in your life. Yeah. That's all I've got. That's pretty cool. That's a lot of good stuff. Um, I'm overwhelmed. That was a lot. If th- there was some sound issues... Terribly sorry. <laughs> There's a kitchen renovation happening here. And um, yeah. We have. <laughs> I don't know if they'll hear it or not. Like no. the noise we going distracted. into the bin. We were <laughs> mightily distracted. <laughs> um, also, we Still thought we turned the fan off in the room. Apparently, it was just not off. So that threw us off too. Anyway, it is off. Hopefully I'm not sure good. what's going on there. Um, if you hear some loud, like, stuff hitting into a metal dumpster noise then you'll know what that was can we just like take a moment here thinking on this conversation yeah like what are like three steps i could do to fix my priorities mm. make a what list are three things i could do to like manage my time and fix my priorities make a list make a list of what check it twice uh make a list of your priorities so okay all the things just make a list of things in your everything in your life that like you're doing family, school, significant other, other commitments, like make put them all down. Right. Dance, hockey, yeah, everything that you do. Board game night. Um, and then like friends and my own my own time. Make put those down too. Anything that you would possibly do. Right. So I want to see a movie once every yeah. month or I'm right. gonna but go. Try to, to like put them as specific as possible. Symphony. So like all your leftover time gets put into like whatever friends or your personal time kind of thing. Okay. And then I guess I would, if you really want to get into it, I would say, or if you're really struggling, this is probably what you should do is assign them a value, assign them like a value, whether that's a number per week or month or like minutes or whether that's, um, yeah, like a grade, a grade that's based on like a gap of, of minutes and hours per week or month. Um, right. Like I would choose to do it that way because that's just how I would do it. And then figure out like, so would you, I'm how much time in your week after you're like must. So like if you're in school, that's like a must and you have that, that's like pretty hard to set for you for the next couple of months yet. And then 
<clears throat> or if you're working, like that's obviously hardly like that's hard set for you. Like how many hours you're working in a week, school you're working in a week, whatever. Those are like set, and then you should like plug in probably your family in there as well, probably above that, and probably church, like that kind of stuff, like church commitments. And then from there, how much time is left, and do I have time for? two A commitments or like an A, B and a C or an A and a C or two, three B's and a C, like whatever. What do you have time for? And see where everything fits. Like if everything doesn't fit, you gotta start cutting stuff because you're just making people mad in your life. Yeah. And they're not telling you Honestly, because they're you afraid are. of offending you. Yeah. Um, if everything fits, then that's great. Or if you have extra time then figure out how to fill it. Yeah. Or, or future commitments that you've already committed to. Sure. Right? But like, like, so... There's another part of this discussion we never got to, which is people that aren't doing enough stuff, that aren't... Like, there's, we've talked about the overcommitment person, which was me, but there's people out there, too, who are at the other end of the scale, and they're, they're not volunteering at church when they could be, um, or things like that. And so... <clears throat> see if you have time for something like that. Oh, I could add a B commitment. I have room for a B commitment. Maybe I'll start with a C so that I don't overcommit. But what could I do that would be a C? And, and some of those people then might feel like they just don't have purpose for a different reason. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to be, they're not pulling too many directions. They're just not doing anything. Right. They yeah. like try something, right? Take some risk. Yeah. And... And to be clear, this, like, you shouldn't be filling your entire week or month with commitments. Like, among these commitments should be, like, personal time, friend time, flexible time, like, n schedule in no time, essentially. <laughs> but after that, is there still room for a B or a C or an A commitment or something? Well, I don't know. This is just how my brains works, but you can do whatever you want. That's how I would do it. Um so you, so you make a list, That's you're going like to assign it a grade somewhat scheduling a value. It, like kind of type A, but not too type A. Hopefully right. most people can get on board with that. The, the type A's are going to go more intense than I just described, and some people sure. will go less. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I would just write everything down that you do and might do and could do with your time. Right. Would you be ruthless about it? Like, would you, or would you just be like, this is an A, so this may be an A plus and this is an A minus kind of thing? Like... I wouldn't do pluses and minuses. You wouldn't? Okay. Like an Just A asking. would be like stuff that takes up five plus hours a week or is, for me or, or whatever. Or is super important to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even put like for me like work, family, and like church slash like faith commitment. Those wouldn't be part of the grade system. Those would just be like... I have to They're do already this. there. They're like, those are like top three. These are, this is your skeleton yeah. that the rest of it's built on. Yeah. Like what, everything else has to fit from what's after that. That's just how I would do as a. Okay. I don't know. And, if you... and so you said there's, there was three things. What was, what was your third thing? So you, you make a list, you assign a grade and, and prioritize it. What's the third thing you would do? Um, like sort it. Like okay. See if there's room. I don't know. So basically you're building a budget. It's like building a budget for your time. Your time and your priorities. Yeah. Right. And they say that that works great, right? Like if yeah. you are having trouble with, so for me, I was having trouble losing weight. Right. So I just started writing down all the food I ate in a day. Yeah. Same idea. And they, and they say that that's one of the best ways to do it because you actually start seeing what a, you're eating in yeah, a day. Budget for your calories. You, you just right? like, yeah. yeah. And then if you want to, you go to the next level and you assign calories to it mm. and you're like, okay, Oh, look at this. Mm -hmm. Or, but even just seeing what you're eating, 
Right. Like, that helps. Yeah. Like I didn't realize I was eating three cookies three times a day. Oof. Or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a lot, buddy. No, I had trouble losing weight. I don't know what it was. Um, <laughs> it couldn't be the cookies. <laughs> it was, uh, I think it was bread for breakfast. I'm right. sure of it. Um, but you go through it and you start to see patterns then. You're like, mm. oh, look, I'm, I'm wasting, I'm wasting this time or I'm not prioritizing. Yeah. This is actually a priority. I'm spending so much time on video games every day. Right. But it's not really a priority in my life. Mm-hmm. So why am I giving two or three hours a day to video games Right. when it's really not one of the key priorities in my life? Like it's- Yeah, well, then you could take that to the next step, like you're, like you're kind of saying here, is one is your ideal and one is what you're actually doing. And you should be com- probably might need to compare those because they may not line up. Yeah. Or what if, <laughs> what if like I want five hours a week with friends, but I keep spending it with these three people and they're not my best friends in the world? Right. Or they're not even positive friends in my life. Mm-hmm. If I only have five hours a week with friends, why am I spending it with these three people? Yeah. Or like only those people. For yeah. Example. Or yeah. only those people. Yeah. Like I really love this person. But I never see them. But I never I see them. all my time with this person. Yeah. When that person, when yeah. I spend time with, with Andy, it helps my life so much, but I'm spending all my time with Sandy and that's okay. Yeah. But the time spent with Andy's always awesome. I should be spending time with Andy, not Sandy kind of yeah. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great. Those are really good tips. I, I mean, I'd be more than happy and I'm sure you would too, to chat with anybody about this and like walk, walk them through, talk it out loud, oh, write yeah. it down, help out with that. Um, I not like the, we're experts on it, but it can no. just be helpful to talk, to bounce it off somebody else. Oh yeah. So, so journal it, write it down, yeah. figure it out, give it a value. Another thing, uh, figure out what's missing, right? Yeah. Like make positive habits. Yeah. So a habit is something you do over and over again and positive is positive. It's not a negative in your life. But if yeah. you keep seeing these negative spots that are a priority because you give them your time in your life, but you don't want them to have that time in life, mm. then you got to remove those negatives with positive, uh, healthy choices. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, furthermore, you can dive into what each thing actually like looks like, and that's the time management part. Mm. So most of people listening um, are Christian. And so I would highly implore you to be putting faith, church, God at the top of your list <clears throat> as per the Bible. And <laughs> then you can look at once that's up there, you might be number one on your priority list and you know that, but you're like, but this isn't actually playing out in my day-to-day life. Um, so then you got, you got to start looking at like, well, what am I actually doing day daily or weekly, probably both, that actually makes this the number one priority. And it doesn't mean that it has to be the most time spent. It just means that it it needs to take priority. So maybe that means it's the first thing you do in the day and the last thing you do, or what you do anytime you get free time, or well, I don't I don't know how it works for you, but that's again, that's different. But does it take priority or not? Meaning if stuff comes up in a day. Does it still happen or does it not? Because the answer should not be that it does not happen. <laughs> yeah, this is a good way to build some of those rhythms in your life that that bring you life. Right. To see those things, right? Like, hey, once a month I need to meet with a coach. 
once a month I need a spiritual director or a mentor that's right. that's helping me yeah. wrestle with ideas and topics or faith or or mm-hmm. those moral questions we were talking about earlier. Like, or who can I have a conversation with where I'm not going to be judged? I can just talk, mm-hmm. get it all out, and get get this crap out from inside of me so it's not eating me alive. Or who's going to kick my butt because I'm I'm not mm. changing those negative patterns or rhythms and say, Hey, you need to change these things. Yeah. Um, and, and then allow you the freedom to change a habit mm-hmm. or a rhythm. And cause that, that changes too, right? Like for sure. Uh, Hey, you're having a new baby and that's going to change suddenly from one baby to two babies. Right. Like th- your life's going to change again and this is all going to flex and flux and yeah. change. And it's going to take months to figure out new rhythms and new priorities. And that's all going to change Definitely. too. Yeah. Or yeah, that kind of stuff. You get a job offer, but it's in another city. Mm-hmm. Give you- we always found it took a year to kind of get our feet and figure out rhythms right. and, and be in a new city and be in a new uh, thing. Yeah. So you have to allow yourself that kind of grace. You just started university, then it's going to change. You started a mm. new job, it's, it's going to change. It takes a year to get the stuff under your feet. Right. If you you had a, a marriage or a kid or uh, family changes, like these all are things that are going to happen. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is just a stunning conversation. <laughs> I had an hour already. So. Oh wow, that's awesome. Good for us. Um. I'm I'm hoping they're really enjoying it. I, I, I've loved this conversation. In Zach. the interest of the listener, like, I think like, we should cut it. Well, soon, but, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, no, I just was thinking about this. Amazing how this this dovetails with that self awareness. Because if yeah, you're actually it does. this is self awareness. This is like, where am I spending my life? Yeah, this is a this I is want a, I want things to give my life life yeah. and purpose and joy. And I'm pursuing FOMO like I'm never going to be happy. Yeah. If you listen to our thing on self-awareness and you're like, I don't know where to start. Start here. Start, start here. with this one. Right here. <laughs> start with this and then we'll figure out the next one. Yeah. <laughs> your personality doesn't matter if you have all your priorities wrong. Yeah. It's true. If you figure out your priorities, you're going to be like, oh, well, this is my personality. Right. I love to serve others. Yeah. But I'm so busy serving others, I've died. I don't have any time left. Right. I, I've just, I'm never sleeping. Yeah. Or I'm so busy leading that I forgot who I was leading. Yeah. I think we could probably come back to this, um, and I think it might be really good to do after some of the other topics that we have lined up, mm. and after people get a chance to maybe ask us questions or say what they think we were stupid about saying, whatever. Um, so maybe we give people a chance to respond slash give us a chance to send us some say questions, some other right? topics, and then maybe we circle back to this um, topic at the end or okay. at some point in the future. I'm sure we'll come back to this. I'm sure we will. There's like, a lot. We'll have to go back and listen to this and just it, write down all the six, like the side ties into many side topics, tracks so. we were off on. Yeah. But hey, if you heard something in here that's created questions for you, you need to write them down. Send us an email or a note on Discord or anything. Uh, go back to the old way of doing it and give me a phone call. Uh, lulls. Nope. <laughs> We really would like to interact <laughs> with people more who listen to this podcast because we know it's worth doing, um, but sometimes it's hard to feel that way when we don't get to Aww. hear from you. So I love you, Zach. Oh, geez. So it'd be great if you would talk to us about it. 
I appreciate you. Anything else? We good? Uh, do you want to talk about cultural stuff going no, on? It's been an hour. They're fine. You sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. We good? Yeah, we good. Thanks, okay. everybody. Bye. We'll talk soon. Give me a call. Thank you.